Blake, I went back to the gym. And thank you. And I will be going back to the gym after this, which is why I keep getting more and more concerned that we're recording <laughs> at 930 in the after in the yeah, after evening. Um, it, wait, wait, wait. You went to the gym and now you're go you mean you're going back as soon as we finish no, recording. I'm no, I went oh. to the gym Monday and I'm going oh. back tonight. I'm a nighttime gym goer now and it's it's different. <laughs> it's different. Oh, I would give my left nut to be able to go to the gym at night, honestly. It's, it's Oh. I will say I really I did fumble it because the first <laughs> thing I did was I just did some uh some pretty light dumbbell bench press and as I leaned back onto that bench I did almost fall completely over. I did Oh, almost, you almost whiffed it. I almost <laughs> just whiffed it into the mats. And by the oh. end of it I said, "Okay, I'm done with the workout. Let's do some cardio. And I got on a rowing machine and almost fell off that as well. And then only could do it for three <laughs> minutes. So I'm a, I'm going to be in a weird state tonight. Like, I'm going to be in a bizarre area of my life. Uh, so what you're saying is five years of drinking and podcasting is really fucked with your sense of balance, huh? <laughs> gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it's time it's time it's time for a load and i'm talking about a load that's right a load of bs the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time and i'm talking about he the b to the l-a-k-e that's right it's blake tanner and I'm fairly certain the most overbooked person in content creation right now, it is the S, Scotty Moore. I mean, I'm working on a new YouTube channel, possibly. I've got the weird coming out next Monday, the new TTRPG show that's like better Twin Peaks and worse X-Files. Uh, I've got the gym now. I've got a, I have children. I have to go to Florida with this dipshit in about a month. So yeah, I'm a little bit, uh, and also I'm getting into crypto. <laughs> I'm getting into cryptocurrency. Listen, I don't get in it. I just mine it. And I'm not talking about like the big server rooms that destroy the economy or the uh, the planet. Environment, not the, the environment. Economy. That's the e word I was thinking of. Uh, I just mean it's just a simple little box that gives me a couple hundred bucks every week. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just spits it out and says you've got you've got internet money now. You've earned this, boy. Yeah, like that is the thing with crypto is like. There is like a ba this isn't the show, but like no, there's a the balancing still. act of like I don't want to fuck up the environment, but also like this does seem to be the way things are moving. I kind of want it to fuck it. This isn't the show. Uh, anyways, <laughs> no, no, hold on. Let's keep going with my strategic attempt to delay this because. I have an idea, Scotty. This is, of course, the podcast where we uh, make pitches to find the next big thing in media. Um, but I have more of a sandbox that I want to play around in tonight. Oh, sandbox. Now, that's where we play best is the sandbox, mm -hmm. Blake Tanner. I love, I kind of love sandboxes, so I'm going to get a sandbox that I don't think we played enough in in our tenure in this podcast, because I think... I think we need to go post-apocalyptic, Scotty, but let me say that with a caveat. We need to find our post-apocalypse, the one that we want to be in. Okay, so are you wanting a, a positive, like, utopian post-apocalypse, or are you wanting a Mad Max? I feel like- No, it's gotta we... get dirty. <laughs> it's gotta It's gotta get dirty before it gets clean, and maybe we're the ones that clean it up, but- Okay, so what, I feel like if we are going to have a post-apocalyptic thing, we've got to define the apocalypse, because that's going to define what the post-apocalypse is. Is this Exactly. A, is this a Ragnarok? Is this a Jesus return? Is this a, 
uh, robots uprising? Is it zombies? Well, okay, so I thought about it, this is because it we mining Bitcoin <laughs> so much that it caused the world to catch on fire. Now, what happens if you mine so much Bitcoin that the Earth starts turning into Bitcoin? And since you, Bitcoin isn't real... You dug too deep. You, you mined too deep. What happens if you mine too deep in the Bitcoin? You become an NFT that you can sell. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound too bad, actually. Hold on. No, NFTs are apparently even more fucked up than Bitcoin from what I've been reading, so... Alright, so we gotta find our post-apocalypse. And I think that that begs the question, what post-apocalypse do you think we're heading to... What apocalypse, rather, are you? do you think we're heading to right now, mostly? Like, what's the most likely apocalypse? I feel like this is getting grim. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like this will get really grim if we just sandbox this to a point of like, oh yeah, the Earth's gonna get real fucking hot, and we're all gonna die as the oceans boil around us. Well, that's good, because that means that we become the ocean healers. <laughs> Are you saying that in our post-apocalypse, we have become ocean master? <laughs> What if what if we become the gods of the sea? All right, now hold on. <laughs> if this happens, how much of the if the ice caps melt, how much of the earth gets covered? Or is there still like Ohio where we could go hang in? I think we'll still have Ohio. Of course, this might be a water world situation, so we might be making a better water world. Okay. Well, yeah, I kind of like I kind of want to make famed National Lampoon film vacation, except it's about a family having to go learn to be aquatic so they can go to Disney World <laughs> not completely underwater. Oh, yeah, Disney World Atlantis. Disney the World The new Disney Atlantis. Park. It's like the fucking Walt Disney revives himself and becomes Mr. House from Fallout New Vegas except <laughs> Disney World. Well, I mean, you know Florida, unfortunately. Love you to death, Florida. You're the first one to go when this mm -hmm. all pops off. Oh, absolutely. What if what if that's the plan? What if Florida knows it's going to sink so it's ready? What and if it's going to What if that's why Disney has all of those very high standing structures so that way at the end they can still be visible over the ocean line after what is that on the horizon, Papa? I believe that's Expedition Everest. Row, boy, row! My God, I could see it. It is Space Mountain! Oh, no, Space Mountain's going the fuck under. I can guarantee you Space Mountain's going under. Uh, what's that, Is that, that uh... the Tower of Terror? Quickly, boy, pedal our robot car that works in the ocean. We have to get to the top. No, Papa, did you hear the stories? That tower makes you fall. Yes, but it, it falls into the ocean and then it just floats again. Like, as long as we don't strap ourselves in, we're okay. What? Uh, God, that what one sucks so much shit. <laughs> You're like, we did it, Papa. Quickly, climb into the tower. All right, put your buckle on, son. Yeet! <laughs> <laughs> it's like what they fucking did. To people that were accused of witchcraft. <laughs> it's like, we're going to dip you in the tower. If you're still alive when you come up, then you're worthy of living in Disney World. <laughs> On you, Utopia, that's ruled by cats. It's ruled by nothing but cats and pigeons. As a matter of fact, all, once the once it sank, uh, all those feral cats, they just took the fuck right over, man. I, I was not going to stand against them. Oh, man, how many, once again, this is going to get grim, but it is also going to determine, like, how shit feels. How many people survive in this apocalypse? Not a lot. Not okay. a lot. Yeah, that's, we're. That's shocking that we made it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Shocking well, that us two dipshits of everyone in the in the world made it. What if, well, what if. Disney World was the contingency plan, and we just happened to be in Disney that day. 
Um, well, firstly, yeah, I'm going to change that to a family vacation because you're not killing my family, <laughs> which is unfortunately something that you see, you don't, you don't have to deal with these dark thoughts yet. You don't have to deal with these dark thoughts about family and daughters and wives yet, boy, but I got to consider it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not, uh, we, we can't get that fantasy. So your family is off there over in the, in the corner. Uh, still but they're alive. alive. Okay, they're alive. Good. What fantasy? You said we can't get that fantasy. <laughs> oh, you mean the fantasy of you having a wife and child in this world? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not going to happen until the end of this. Whatever we create, I guess. Oh, okay. So this is a love story. So we're almost. Oh shit! It's like if we took National Lampoon's Vacation and Sex Drive and Waterworld <laughs> and combine them together cuz it's just like <laughs> what <laughs> it's just like we're, i'm going to take the family to disney and Blake i want you to come with me too yeah but i'm still mining away on the bitcoin but that's the least of our fucking worries right now listen i've i've heard from a good uh, a very credible source that it's about to go down and we need to be in disney listen <laughs> These tickets, these tickets cost me half a million dollars. Don't ask me how I got enough credit cards to afford them, but we're going to need them. And the debt's not going to matter, man. No, no, that's when you immediately, like, it cost $100,000 or, lucky for me, three Bitcoin. <laughs> Here we go, baby. And the, pl and the plot of it is trying to get you a wife so that we can create a new world of children unto our own. Oh, wow, I didn't really think about that and how weird it would be, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> my kid's not fucking your kid. My kid's not <laughs> fucking anybody. I, I'm gonna... I've never put into the world such powerful lesbian energy than I did the day my daughter was born. Because I'm just like, yes, please. <laughs> you really are right. I don't understand this family perspective at all. I, it's just, I, how, you know how normal dads do when the b child is born. The da the doctor takes him, gives him a little spank on the bottom, hands him to the father, and the father just beams pure lesbian energy into <laughs> them with bright, glowing orange eyes. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, actually, that that's kind of how it works in the South. They just don't say it that way because instead of lesbian energy, they just all coalesce that into the shotgun that they'll carry <laughs> and force... <laughs> To their daughter's uh, prospective spouse's back one day. Dad, I've got a, I got a new suitor coming over later today. What's their name? Karen. Glad to meet him. Put the gun down. <laughs> oh, the simple pleasures of living in the south. The simple pleasures of living in the south while I'm making my daughter lesbian. <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> this is a post-apocalyptic world, Blake Tanner. That's why. That's why I have to get you a wife or husband or what. Well, actually, no, specifically in this case, it does need to be wife. So you can have children to fuck the other children while my my powerful lesbian daughter grows up to be queen of Atlantis. Yes. You know... We're talking about children fucking children so much it's starting to sound like Dune. When they are of age? Uh, no, no, I want... This isn't an it situation. This isn't an, uh, an orgy in the sewer situation. No, no, I, I want to give birth to the Kwikset Cataract who will ride the big worms <laughs> and who will bring, bring the spice out and become God Emperor. Fuck it. Are we Dune now? But water? We're, we're Dune, but with water, but with sex drive and Disney World, and my daughter becomes the lesbian sea queen. Yeah, that no, that's actually a lot like Dune. Yeah, so we're getting there. Okay, good. We're there. We're nailing it. Is I'm going to ask a question, and it's an important one for where we're going. Is this fucking anything? <laughs> Have we got anything yet? 
I don't know. We've kind of been just going on full blast for about 15 minutes now. And I don't know if we have any more of a, like, basis for a movie, but I'm really digging this world we're creating. I'm looking up an apocalypse generator to see if there's a way we could just create our own apocalypse. Oh. Oh, this one actually, holy shit, this works. All right, first thing, Blake, how many catastrophes do we want? One, two, three, four, five, ten, or fifteen? You know what? Let's keep it conservative and go with three. <clears throat> okay, three catastrophes. All right, the initial cause, a plague of insects and also a dimensional rift. Threats, vampires, diseased animals, giant rats, and slow zombies. Only 30% of the population survive. That's option one. Option two is it was caused by a world domination attempt that went really wrong, a lack of resources, and a magical cataclysm. <laughs> now, I like the second one because we could bl we could basically blame it all on Elon Musk. <laughs> Uh, the threats are contagious zombies, dangerous storms, fanatics, who I assume love Elon Musk, and wild magic. Dude, this is great. I've got fucking bring in all my wild magic knowledge from D&D. &D. I like Compton, too. All right, then 33.4% of the population survived there. Final one, and I think we're gonna go with two, because the final one, it was just caused by nuclear warfare. Uh... Secondary causes are giant rats and diseased humans. Oh, this one's getting mm, this one's getting too close to home. Uh, your threats also wild magic. Don't know okay. where the wild magic <laughs> came from. Well, the nukes released the magic. Okay, disease and radiation. Oh, and also giant fucking bears. Okay, so we got the giant rats and the giant bears. I don't know. I'm coming around to option three. And 46.4% uh, um, of the population survives. Oh, that's way too high. That's way too <laughs> high. No. <laughs> I can't have that many people on this brave new world. Okay. I feel like the magical cataclysm had to have been caused by Elon Musk's world domination attempt going wrong, right? Yeah, absolutely. Elon Musk, he discovers, like, some sort of magical energy source or something, um, and he tries to use it. It's called a genie. Elon Musk summons, he summons jinn. genie. <laughs> he summons the jinn to Jin. the earth. Either that or he finds, like, the secret, uh... The secret magical devices implanted within the pyramids in South America and Egypt turns them on at the same time, and that somehow brings the pl the magical plane of it existence back Superman into the world. Back. I saw Justice League. He brings <laughs> yeah. Superman back. How else do you think he's going to be there to, to beat Doomsday again? Get killed <laughs> again? Okay. Lack of resources, I think we could just write off as like, yeah, we'll probably... The resources were taken up by Elon Musk in this world domination attempt. Contagious zombies. Storms, I feel like, could be summoned by the wild magic. The fanatics are essentially the cult of Musk. Yeah, the cult of Elon. The, no, cult of Musk, because that <laughs> sounds a lot grosser. God. Father Elon, bestow upon us your... Musk. Give me your musk. <laughs> oh, is Musk going to be like the spice in Dune that we're going to throw in? Because for some reason, I have to have a Dune reference in this one. Maybe the um, musk is the magic. Elon can give <gasps> magic out to his followers. Elon, he's like a god in D&D &D where he bestows magic upon his followers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, and that's the musk. The musk dust. Now, what are the zombies? Okay, so the wild magic plane that has intersected our reality that Elon brought into the world that yeah, he controls. I feel, like, I feel like we need to nail down what that was before we keep going. We can't just say Elon Musk caused, you know, a magical cataclysm. Just go with it. Like, I feel like we need to figure this out. 
It's funny because I don't think we do because that's so much explanation. Elon? No, it could be something as simple as Elon Musk killed a genie. <laughs> it's a no, genie's it's, powers. He's got, it's got to be more powerful than a genie. He's got to have found like... Eight genies. Eight, eight genies. He's got to have found like the, the secret city of Relay and taken Cthulhu's powers or some shit. He's formed a pact with the Deep Ones. Oh, shit. No, I think he... I'm almost positive this is impossible, but Elon Musk kills Cthulhu and is looked at as a hero by some, but a villain from, by others. Oh, yeah. Because, see, that's the thing. He killed Cthulhu, but he took the Cthulhu powers. Don't know how he did it. He did it with technology, so he could have full reign of technology and magic. What if... The reason he's vilified is, A, the fact that Cthulhu ain't been bothering nobody. Elon just got a hair trigger one day and said, I'm gonna wake up and kill Cthulhu. And he wasted so many resources on his quest to kill Cthulhu. Oh, maybe, maybe that's part of it, like... It wasn't caused by any one thing. Maybe he was just real frustrated one day because he wasn't getting to Mars fast enough. And he just said, fuck it. Killing Cthulhu, boys. <laughs> so oh. that will take an estimated $70 trillion. Here's my credit card. Oh, no, no. That would be a thing. It would be like, this would be in the trailer for the movie. Is he would just be like, I want to get to Mars in 8.5 seconds. That's impossible, so none of the science says, then change the science, the science. as he slams down the book of Raleigh on the tip. <laughs> then you will change the universal constant of time. Sir, we can't do that. No, you can't, but I know who will. Bunk. <laughs> so, or is this perhaps, is this perhaps a bit of a, uh, a bit of a hero's redemption story for Elon. Maybe he starts out working with Cthulhu and eventually he gets overturned and he realizes like, oh no, Cthulhu, I probably shouldn't be working with this giant squid-faced bitch. <laughs> and then he, no. he has to fight back against Cthulhu. No, I think our hero needs to be like an every person, you know, uh, because I am... I am tired of very rich people being protagonists. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> hey, Tony Stark's cool. Fuck just, you. I mean, Tony Tony is the one glaring, like, good example. What if... Oh, what about this? What if Elon's meddling with the Dark Ones has been opening a portal to them and it's allowing them to come upon the Earth? Now, uh, and they unleash <laughs> zombies... That's all I can think of, because I'm like, we gotta get keep the zombies in there. And unfortunately, under our threats, our kaiju are not under our threats here, which is unfortunate. Yes, but I believe that those zombies... Okay, instead of all of the Dark Ones coming, those zombies are actually the husks of the individuals driven mad from perceiving Cthulhu's form. Okay. So, Musk uses that to build his army no, no, no. of he foot soldiers. He's got his fanatics. He's got his he's got his musk muskmoles. <laughs> uh okay, then maybe it's gotta be some type of unintended side effect. So maybe oh, what if the people that die are the people who aren't able to like Except the new magic. Like, everybody gets bestowed with a little bit of magic when Elon releases the darkness of Cthulhu, and it drives some people mad and into, like, these horrible zombie forms. That's not bad. They are contagious, though, which is, like... So, I, don't, I don't know how we pull that off. I mean, if we went with oh, the Cthulhu turns them into husks, they could just yeah. all have selfies with Cthulhu well, that they show to people. That would be pretty neat. Or they could, like, instead of your traditional Romero zombies that seek brains, um, they could be... They could seek out magic. So, like, they take your magical energies and sap you into another husk so devoid of it that... 
what's left of you craves it. So it's like tag. Like tag, you're it. Yeah. You get to be zombie for a few. I get magic powers. Yeah. Now I except, am Ocean Master. Yeah, except the uh, the magic doesn't cure the zombies. It just turns them into like super big zombies or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Man, Fallout Five's looking weird, huh? Yeah, I'm real excited for it. It's gonna take place in Kansas City. Weird, weird decision. <laughs> Shit, so who's our main boy? Do we go with a Fallout Last of Us situation where he is just kind of like Dave Everyman? I, I like Dave Everyman, but it's it's just a it's an individual who has been blessed with like a, an unnatural amount of magic power that they're unable to control. Or maybe a small group of people like this, almost like a, a league, and they start to seek out justice. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were gonna say they're like this league, and they're oh, all very not—they're all very nice. They were raised in the south, so you could say this league where they were very—they were just extraordinary gentlemen. Could have been yeah. <laughs> this league. Ah, yeah. uh, exactly. So and one of them's Tom Sawyer. <laughs> fuck you. That was fucking Tom Sawyer piece of shit. <laughs> God, I hate that movie so much. <laughs> the funny thing is, I loved it as a kid, but I can't stand it now because of how stupid it is. You mean the scene where they drive a boat that's shaped like a horizontal piece of paper <laughs> through the fucking rivers of Italy? They just take a boat that's the size of God himself and take it through the rivers of Italy. You mean where the interior shots show that it is excessively wider than it could get it through any of those canals? Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Or how they have Budget Hulk, which I guess Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is the original Hulk, but still. But they did it worse. Yeah. God, I, I hate that movie. <laughs> We should oh, watch that for you pay for this sometime. I, uh, I've already had to watch it for fun fiction. Don't make oh. me do it again. <laughs> um, could it be like a thing where the world now has kind of relegated itself to a 1984-esque situation where Musk rules all, he manages all the births, all the children, and, and now this is this is now complete fiction. My family's not in this, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about the implications um, but maybe one day there was born onto someone a child with magical energy, and it was inherent. It wasn't given by Cthulhu or anything. He's just a magic boy. <laughs> oh, and so it wasn't, it, it isn't your family, and that isn't you giving your daughter that magical, like, lesbian energy. No! Although <laughs> that's very good, too. That would be a fun, like, protagonist backstory. It's my dad bestowed me with such powerful lesbian energy on the day of my birth. He looked at me and said, this used to belong to one called Ellen, but then they <laughs> turned to the dark side. And now I give it unto you. I had to siphon it from her energy experience many, many times in my <laughs> early years. Dad, why do I feel like a small blue fish? That's just a weird, that's just a that's, weird little aftershock. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's just the genetic memory, honey. Don't worry, it'll pass. <laughs> it'll go away. Also, you're a baby. I don't know how you're talking to me. Oh, that's the Ellen energy. I am I am now a fully functioning adult in the baby body. Thanks <laughs> for that. Me, Ellen. I'm Ellen. Welcome. Let's have us travel. I'm Ellen. <laughs> Uh, so Ellen, but it's not Ellen. It's a reincarnation of what we thought Ellen was. Yes, the the energy that was once possessed. The so, energy of Ellen has now left Ellen and formed into a new child who was the born, Eller onto, born onto us this Christmas day. <laughs> it's called the allergy. The allergy, yes. The Ellening happens. <laughs> No, that means that she would have to kill everybody else with the Ellen energy to get the ultimate Ellen energy, and that's just another movie. I feel like that's actually how uh, 
Elon Musk got his special abilities. Is he just killed a bunch of wizards that also exist in this world? No, he killed all the other billionaires. <laughs> it was a fucking billionaire battle royal. And Elon Musk got the chicken dinner. So, okay. so hold on. Let's start from the beginning for what we've done. We're making a film wherein Elon Musk wins a billionaire battle royal, murdering every other billionaire on the planet and taking their riches. Mm -hmm. Then he gets mad that he can't go to Mars in eight seconds. Actually, just for the joke, mad that he can't go to Mars in 30 seconds. And then he yells at some scientists. And once the scientists tell him that that's not how shit works... (laughs) He summons the Dark One Cthulhu. This is the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> this is not even the movie. This is the first two minutes. Oh, wow. this film definitely begins with like an opening scrawl of just like the years 1932. Wait, hold on. The years 2032. Elon Musk, upon winning his Battle of the Billionaires Battle Royal in severing Vince McMahon's head on a steel (laughs) pike, proclaimed himself as true billionaire and ocean master, and then he wanted to go to Mars and then summon Cthulhu, and ah, fuck, I don't know, man, here you go. (laughs) And that is God narrating, thank you very much. I've seen this shit going down for a long time. I'm not gonna lie, I should have patched out Cthulhu a couple of updates back, but I I Um, just keep forgetting to patch out Cthulhu. I'm gonna be honest, if I did, then the whole Dark Ones would unite against me, and even I'm not good, I'm not happy about my chances on that one, sorry (laughs) y'all. Well, I mean, Cthulhu's like their leader. He could pay. I look. I if you want to get into an argument, son, I created all them motherfuckers. I can yeah. do whatever I want at any time. You know, fun fact in the mythos, Cthulhu's not even the most powerful. He's not even the leader. Like he's just the one that everybody knows. Yeah, because like that was. He's the only one that got a book title, didn't he? Yeah, but he's the one that, like, is closest to Earth because he's literally in there. The rest of those motherfuckers live so far out that if they even decided to gaze in our general direction, this place would be ash. Yeah. Anyway. That doesn't happen in our story. In our story, Elon Musk tries to summon Cthulhu as a result. uh, And also, going back to our original idea about, like, the ice caps melting, what if one of the ice caps melts? to form just like a thin layer what's that cracking up through it that's right it's the bulb at the top of cthulhu's fucking head and he <laughs> just yeets himself out and then um people what's s- up motherfuckers <laughs> I love I'm- i'd love if cthulhu was chill i'd love if he's- hey what's up it's me i didn't mean to do this ah shit Fuck, listen you you inherited the allergy, right? So you're the only one that can make this shit right. I got my fucking brain taken. <laughs> and then he uh, he stares down at the people who are working on the ice caps at that moment, and then they all turn into zombies. And oh uh, shit! Fuck! I did it again. Damn it! Damn it! God shit. damn it! Fuck! I love that he's just mad about the rules about himself. He's just like, I can't change. No one will ever love Cthulhu. <laughs> Everybody keeps trying to think they could fix me. But you I know, just they keep say wrecking the man you are at 26 is who you'll be for the rest of your life. And I'm fucking 500 billion years old. Just old. Oh god, to be 26 billion again. I should call Karen back. It's been too long since we've talked. Hey, Karen. <laughs> yeah, I missed you too, baby. I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so drunk. I just <laughs> ran the head first into the polar ice caps, and they are fucked up. <laughs> Can you call me a cab? 
Can, can you call me a spectral Uber? I just need one to get out of here. I'm, I'm, they're definitely calling the space cops on me. Yeah, I'm still on Earth, man. That's been what? A trillion, a billion years? It's I'm been fucking... so long. Karen, please. I got a hell of a hangover. <laughs> I keep talking to this guy. His name's Elon Musk. He killed all the billionaires and he became true ocean master. <laughs> Karen, I don't know what it means either. <laughs> Just well, that's the first five minutes of the yes. film. Right I I kind of wanna I kind of wanna film just documenting Cthulhu trying to fit into this modern world now. Yeah, where he's just like hanging out like the brain from that episode of Billy and Mandy, except he's super chill. <laughs> it's like, yep. Yeah, uh, I do want other people to hang out with, but please just don't don't, don't look, at, look me. at me, dude. That's the thing, man. It's just like, I want to be... So what we're making now is Therapy Cthulhu, where it's like, <laughs> I want to be loved and I want to let people in, but it just feels like no one can see me or observe me or or else they get turned to stone. And then he turns and this fucking therapist is just... <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> oh, fuck, it happened to you too, damn it. I want it to be like an office-style interview vignettes throughout the whole movie, and it, it's just Cthulhu's entire being blurred out so it doesn't cause madness. <laughs> Image blurred as to not cause Cthulhu madness. <laughs> Vo voice modified, and it's clearly like Jack Black's voice, <laughs> but it's just been modified. <laughs> I want to cast Jack Black in this movie. Yes, thank you. Well, we figured out who he's going to be, dude. That's right. He's coming to the <laughs> earth. Actually, I want Jack Black to be Karen. <laughs> no, don't do that. Karen's uh, Kyle Gass. We're going to get both members of the old Tenacious D in there. D in there. That would be fun, actually, yes. All right, let's do that. Okay. Um. And, okay, so we got up to that point, and now a baby is born into us in the city of Bethlehem with all of Ellen's powerful lesbian yes. power. No, it's in the city, of, the new city of angels, L.A. Anaheim. Which, Anaheim. <laughs> And uh, this new city of angels, as it were, is one of the few that survived the cataclysm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elon definitely left Hollywood open to make him cool movies about shit. Elon's just like, I demand 18 more Fast and Furious films. Get to work on them now, peasants. Is this like a, a Hunger Games situation where Elon was like, I need a place for the peasants to work. So he had like... 20 cities, and he's like, I'm gonna save that one, and that one, and that one, uh, every fuck song, you. Every song listed in Sir Mix-a-Lot's Apache remix got was survived during this. <laughs> yes. So Atlanta, Austin, <clears throat> uh, Kansas City, I believe, is in there. Hold on, let's quickly look up Sir Mix-a-Lot's Apache to make sure that we know what Elon Musk's plans is. I want. I. I also just want to hear him just like going through a list of the cities and just saying like, uh, let's see, Shreveport, Louisiana, you're sunk. Uh, Lubbock, Texas, you're fucking gone, dude. <laughs> you're fucking out of here, man. Mexico City, Mexico, you're cool. Uh, is the song by the Sugar Hill Gang, Apache, racially insensitive? Is the first thing that comes up when I look this up, and it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those yeah, but situations in this context, because we need it. Well, I feel like when the Sugar Hill Gang did it, offensive. When Sir Mix-a-Lot turned it to be a song about him just fucking around the world, not offensive. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we've got 
here's what's get here's what gets saved. What up, Dallas? What up? What up, San Antonio? What up? What up, Austin? What up? What up, Houston? So we've already got four different cities in Texas that have been saved. Um, all right. Going hard on Texas, I guess. Maybe Elon's got a soft spot for it. Uh, Phoenix, what's up? So a little bit of Arizona love. We got friends in Phoenix, so good. Now, this one will be a little bit confusing, but he does say, what's up, Cali? So all of California's good. Hey, I'm down with that. California's what, beautiful. What up, Vegas? What's up? What up, Seatown? What's up? And it's S-E-A, so I assume that's Seattle? I think that's, I, that's gotta be Seattle. Like, it, yeah, it's Seattle. Okay, then Atlanta, Orlando, Miami, Tampa. So, a um, little bit of Wait, unless, of course, he means Seatown, a coastal hamlet in Dorset, England. <laughs> now, that one is also an option. I think Elon got confused and was like, ah, fuck it, do them both, it's okay. <laughs> That's good, I prefer C Seattle. Uh, Kansas City, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, Little Rock, Denver, Chicago, Portland, St. Louis... East side of St. Louis, and then, <laughs> and then at the very end of the song, Sir Mix-a-Lot really wanted to give a little love to, what's up, Tacoma? What's up? What's up, Tacoma? What's up? So what you're saying is, in this fictional scenario, we'd be pretty fucked. We'd be extreme. Well, I don't think Sir Mix-a-Lot would have, especially in the 90s, been like, What's up, town in Alabama? What's up? What's up, town in Alabama? What's up? What's up? I mean, if we got Atlanta, then we could have a chance. Yeah, we got Atlanta. We're, we're good on Atlanta. I've been to a surprisingly large amount of cities that uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot jumped on it in. Uh, you know what? That, that doesn't surprise me because a lot of those cities are pretty cool. Atlanta, Orlando, Miami, Tampa... Have I been to Cincinnati? I don't know, but Chicago. <laughs> what is you, this episode picked up? I don't know, but I'm down for it. So now we get to the child being born unto this? this no, is... that's at the end of the film. I feel like at this point, it's just, this is an, an hour-long villain prequel. Creepy. Oh, you know what? We could have the B-plot being the child being born and, like, surviving through all of this as they come into their powers. Um, and then, like, in the second movie of this trilogy is when they come into their own and it turns into a real hero's journey. We could even have this being the prequel movie... Um, to where we set up all of the characters on that hero's journey, like the old wizened sage, um, the people they meet along the way, all of it. All right, Fuck it, we're breaking the paradigm. Okay, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> Name a single character in this film we've made other than Elon Musk and Cthulhu. <laughs> a single motherfucker that we have anything about other than powerful lesbian baby so who do you think is and I'm asking this question legitimately the most redeemable billionaire that will survive the uh Elon Musk like the uh the battle royal and the, go on to the teach the muskening and the teach the new generation. Um, I have a pick. <laughs> and they are not redeemable, and I think that's what makes them the most redeemable. And also would be able to teach the child how to fight Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Alternately, Dana White. Either one of them, but uh, we have a closer connection to Vince McMahon, I think. We could probably make more Vince-related goofs, um, especially related to his ketchup steak. <laughs> Ew, I hate the ketchup steak. Okay, so, I, you know what? Lesbian baby doesn't even need a character name. She is a pure every person. 
everyone can relate to the super-powered lesbian baby that was born in Elon Musk's America. Yes, she is the Quitsec Cataract, or however it's pronounced from Dune. The god- the- the- the future god emperor. Yeah, so we need- what we need to do is create the characters around them. So, yes, Vince McMahon is there as an Obi-Wan Kenobi type. Oh, what if there are dueling Obi-Wans? And Vince McMahon is one of them, but the other one is Patrick fucking Stewart. Is Patrick Stewart a billionaire? No, he's not, but I think that makes him the a good choice to be on the other end of the spectrum. He's just a really good actor. What if... And I love him. I feel like we can kill two birds with one stone, Blake. In this film, Vince McMahon, portrayed by Patrick Stewart. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to WrestleMania 39. Yeah. Oh. Wait, no. <laughs> Elon is aware that a lot of the billionaires he's killed still were behind great things. So he just hires actors to replace them. So the billionaires that were held like public <laughs> places get replaced. So now Vince McMahon is like Dana White's Ian McKellen. Vince McMahon is Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I would love that fucking conversation. <clears throat> so you are telling me that I am going to be the wrestling man. <laughs> So I'm the wrestling man, is what you're saying. Engage. <laughs> I, I suppose. Is that what the wrestling man says? It, it's going to have to be. It's all I know at this point. It's, it's <laughs> and... like, you shall not fight! No, 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 no. Ian, Ian. Uh, Dana wants them to fight. You oh. shall fight! Fight! Fight, you fools! <laughs> Um, now, also in this world, uh, Donald Trump is now played by, uh, RuPaul, because my god, the funniest shit on the planet would be Donald Trump is now played by a black gay drag queen. Uh, yes, also, that immediately makes, uh, Donald Trump a little bit more redeemable. <laughs> oh, I would, I would love the that RuPaul would make as- the next season of- the fucking apprentice killer. Now you shall she away. No, it's RuPaul Wait. as Trump. So it's <laughs> no, it's RuPaul doing the best Trump impression. <laughs> so you can't even do it, can you? <laughs> you can't even do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It really hurts. <laughs> Oh god. I, you Two know what? apprentices stand before me. <laughs> you and you will lip sync for your lives. Good luck and don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um can we can we have ghosts in this universe? Can we have Ghost Rider in this universe? Because at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. We have gone off the beaten trail so hard that Nick Cage himself could just show up and be like, I'm Ghost Rider, and also my name's Warren Buffett now. <laughs> hey, guys, I was already here. I heard you guys were making a new pitch, and I'm always, I always like to be on deck for your shit, because I love it. <laughs> I know you'll put me in there eventually. It's like a room with monkeys on typewriters. <laughs> They'll eventually make Shakespeare, and you two dipshits will eventually put me in anything. So, when do I get the mech suit? It's really, really my type. No, Elon gives him a mech suit. But the mech suit is specifically designed to set his head on fire. And there are it's drones a, that make it look like there's a skull in there. It's a Tesla suit. It's a suit made of Teslas. It's a te it's a suit made of Teslas with Elon in the Tesla flamethrowers around the outside <laughs> of the suit to set its head on fire. So they're like these tiny little two-foot jets of flame out of every little <laughs> yeah. orifice. <laughs> There's a Tesla truck on his chest, and that's his fatal flaw because the glass breaks. 
No, buff it out. <laughs> buff it away. <laughs> no, I'm really the dead. The Tesla truck flies off into the sky. I I love this. I love making a movie that has a no fucking plot, but just a lot of shit. Are we just remaking The Bad Batch, that Netflix movie we watched a long time ago? <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. Because when you said The Bad Batch, I was like, oh yeah, The Clone Wars uh, no, show that's no, going to no, be no. on. No, no, the bad one. The bad one with Miami Man, and they ate people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I do want... Uh, another casting in this because I know we've been just picturing Elon Musk, but now I'm picturing Keanu fucking Reeves as Elon Musk, baby. Musk. Oh, wait, are you saying that Elon Musk is like, I have to make the circle complete, I have to replace myself? Oh, yeah, he commits honorable suppaku and fucking turns into Keanu Reeves. And Keanu's like, I. <clears throat> Really don't know what to do with this because I'm torn between my uh, my need to commit to any acting role I'm ever given, but also, he was really shitty, guys. He was real weird. Like, he was real shitty, guys. He got the Dogecoin to a dollar. <laughs> Why would he do that? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 don't worry about it, you're fine. Just, just, just do what you do. It's like... I'm already an immortal vampire, so it doesn't really <laughs> fit. I was I was here before all of that stuff. Is that like, can that be my motivation or something? Yeah. So okay, we've got the mentor character. We need the sidekicks now. Oh, we spent ten minutes talking about the mentor. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need a couple would be... sidekicks. Uh. Okay. So we can go either the. Uh, the tried and true, like, uh, lovable scoundrel archetype. Um, we could go the nerdy archetype. We could go the good bud archetype, hey. like the good friend. Oh, bud, I've got one. And you ready to make some fucking money on marketing? Yep. The one power that our super lesbian has is that she can look upon Cthulhu's face without being turned to zombie. Hey, dude, I'm here to help you. No, 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 no. Cthulhu Flick is... Cthulhu. Cthulhu's not the sidekick. But oh. she does engage in battle with Cthulhu, during which she wounds Cthulhu by chopping off one of the tentacles from his face. Are you saying that Cthulhu's tentacles become sentient after oh. they're chopped? How mobile smooth. I'm here to help you take out Elon Musk. I'm Carl. <laughs> My name is Carl. Carl Thulu. Carl Thulu. And I'm going to help you destroy Elon Musk so my daddy can return back to the depths from which he came. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm just here to make money. Wait, <laughs> what do you mean to make money? Oh, I'm not talking about for you. And then he looks at the screen right at the camera and winks. As ads for multiple different Carl Thulu plushies, vinyl figures, t-shirts, necklaces, tampons, everything comes up with Carl Thulu on it. I'm going to be honest. You can make some real money on that Carl Thulu stimulator if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm here to help you have a good time. I'm the brand. I'm an I'm an NFT, baby. Buy me for a hundred thousand dollars. Hold on, press the button. <laughs> no, Ugh. no, no. Okay, so we got we got power lesbian Carl Thulu. We need another one. Do we need a Han Solo type? One who's just an anti-hero till the end. That's what I was thinking with, like, the lovable scoundrel. What kind of scoundrel could we make in this situation? Oh, wait, it could just be Momoa Curry. It could be Momoa Curry or alternately, um, King Shark. 
just a big shark that comes on to land and now speaks human. Because obviously there's been a bizarre thing going on where, like, humans are moving into the water and growing gills, but also the opposite's happening and fish are coming up on dry land and becoming people. Yeah, although we... Is it literally King Shark from DC and from the new Suicide Squad movie? No. It's a tall, thin, hammerhead shark voiced by John Mulaney. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go. So I assume we're the scientists, huh? Yes, that's right. It's, uh, you have a tentacle from the face of Cthulhu itself and a giant fucking shark. And you're wanting to take on the world's most powerful wizard and only living billionaire. This is perfect. And I'm Patrick Stewart. And I... (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Vince! (laughs) I'm sorry, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. No, you're turning into Brian Butterfield. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's just my deep-voiced English person. Hello. And I'm Brian Butterfield. And I'm, I'm here Vincent in a... Kennedy McMahon. Call uh, now. I am here in a minor role where I tend a bar at a place of my own owning. <laughs> it is my sports bar from the video. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do we want a third of this group? Do we want a Fantastic Four or do we want a duo? Or a trio, um, I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm imagining that Vincent Kennedy McMahon gets, um, as Patrick, or Patrick Stewart as Vince McMahon gets axed pretty, about halfway through the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so. When, when fucking Ian McKellen cuts him in half with a lightsaber. Now what if, what if that's just the death of the Vincent Kennedy McMahon character? Oh, and. Patrick Stewart joins in the fun after his character gets killed off. Wait, so you're just saying that he's just like, die, Vince McMahon. Oh no, I've been slain. And it's a plastic lightsaber. Yeah. He sticks it under his armpit. (laughs) Oh no, I've been slain. Hey guys, it's me, Patrick Stewart. And, like, they just have a close-up there for a second as Ian McKellen, as Dana White, just catches him and says, Really good commitment on that, old chap. (laughs) I'm really proud of you for that. Fucking nailed it, bud. (laughs) Are we just out of ideas? (laughs) I I don't... (laughs) I don't... We've thrown so much spaghetti at the wall. And all of it flew back at us. It didn't <laughs> stick. It was like rubberized spaghetti that launched itself back at us. Listen, I've spent a good portion of this week um, under the effects of a post-second COVID shot. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm in my right mind anymore. <laughs> and you are on this uh, gym binge and having the dread of going back right after a recording session, and now you've got you got to have this hanging over oh, your shoulders. What character can be named Jim Binge? I like that. That's my name, brother. I'm Jim Binge. <laughs> hey, guys. I didn't know. Is your open casting call still up? Yeah, my name is Jim Binge. Um, I thought that I could just be like the the trainer sort that comes in to like really hone him like the Master Yoda. Um, I could be the the Master Yoda of the power of lesbian that's going to save the world. uh, You know, I think that'd be a pretty good, pretty fucking good dig. And I think I'd really, really embody that role. You know, I will binge (laughs) get out of here. Now, I, I've not ingested my daily amount of cocaine, but I could do it and do this reading for you. I eat cocaine for a living. Hold on, here we go. <gasps> yeah, you're gonna fucking fight, aren't you? Damn it, Jim Binge. All right, well, we've made... We made it. 
do we have a name for any of what we've done? We have to title this episode something. I... Super Apocalypse 9000. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm I'm lost. It's called Jim Binge and the Super Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Oh, you're gonna make him wait a long time for that <laughs> for that <laughs> title. That oh, but until then, what was awesome this week? Oh, fucking sleep. Oh, the headphones I wear to the gym. They're so juicy. Anyways, where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me in the in the nearest padded room at this point. <laughs> um, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And you can find me here on the BS Network doing this. And you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> Scotty Moe, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can check out all the other podcasts, Fun Fiction, The Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic, or most importantly, this Monday, check out The Weird, my actual play TTRPG podcast with me, Megan Danger from Fun Fiction, Charles Kelly. It is fucking amazing we've gotten to listen to the first few episodes and we love it to death and we really hope you guys would check it out uh it's at the weird on wherever you get your podcasts or you can find us on twitter at join the weird special thanks to tom mcguire and the brass holes for our theme song rick flair from their first album tom mcguire and the brass holes give old tommy boy a follow and his band too that's right, dude. It's me, Cthulhu. I'm back to end the flicky show Joe. by saying to follow us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, motherfucker. Except no substitutes, because we will see you next week. <laughs>